good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, when you have the opportunity to stick your ear pods, your air, I guess they're AirPods. I keep calling them ear pods and my wife corrects me. Um, I'm not an Apple freak like she is though. So uh, today is the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. So that is, explains why it is dark out already. I think it was dark when I woke up and it's dark when I go to sleep. So um, we're going to talk since it is now 2023. Four. Wow, still had trouble saying 24 without saying 23. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be writing 23 for quite some time yet. 2024 uh, welcomes um, this wonderful world of chaos that we are living in. Uh, one thing I will mention is uh, we talk a lot about situational awareness in this podcast. Um, well, let's start there with what this podcast is. This podcast is um, Church Emergency Podcast. I am Terry Beringer. My Website is churchemergency.com. I run a organization that helps churches, schools, and businesses with everything from situational awareness training, like we're doing tonight, uh, as well as um, first aid skills for CPR and first aid and stop the bleed, as well as active shooter training. We also work with uh, churches and organizations to work with their parking teams as well as multiple other teams uh, with their ushers and their greeters as well to do training on them to um, be aware of what's coming into the building and to allow their leadership to know uh, what's coming in. So that being said, we will touch base on situational awareness today, especially since it's the beginning of the year and this is a good time to start with a fresh slate. Um, on um, situational awareness. Now, situational awareness is something that you don't need money for. You don't need uh, extra equipment. You don't need a whole lot of things. What you need is to pay attention. And uh, we're going to touch base a little bit more on that. Uh, it is also today, oh, today is also National Don't Make Your Bed Day. Now, why is that important? Well, because uh, National Make Your Bed Day was started by a, uh, a person, a teenager in um, New Mexico and they made their bed every single day and they said they wish they need one day that they just won't make their bed and they petitioned their politicians their senators and their uh, congresspersons and they incorporated national don't make your bed day so one day you don't have to make your bed and uh, why is that important well because situational awareness is kind of like making your bed you kind of have to do it every day you have to do it all the time um, now, granted, if you're in a situation where you're at comfortable and you're at home and you're watching a hockey game or you're um, celebrating a birthday uh, at home with your family or whatever, you're going to be a lot less alert because you're in a situation where you know what's going on and your your environment is stable. And uh, we will drill down a little bit more on that as well. So what is situational awareness? Let's start there. Situational awareness it's our ability to pay attention, uh, mainly to our surroundings uh, and the people around us, and to interpret that information uh, as to whether it is good or bad. Uh, true, true situational awareness, uh, that's going to be another word I'm going to mess up a few times today. True situational awareness is not only your senses, but it's also that feeling you get uh, when you when your senses are uh, alerted to something, uh, it's what your senses are telling you, basically. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the concept is be prepared. Uh, I don't want you to be paranoid. I think paranoid people are funny to mess with, but uh, you, you, 
<laughs> you shouldn't do that either, but it's fun to do. Uh, anyways, uh, paranoid people um, are always uh, super alert and super agitated and super um, worried about everything. And I, don't be con that concerned about life. Uh, my grandfather uh, once mentioned to me, he said, don't live in fear. And I said, well, Pap, what do you mean by that? And he says, well, don't take life too seriously. You're not getting out of it alive anyways. And uh, to that point, I think he had a really good point, uh, especially those of us who uh, are believers in Jesus Christ as our Savior. We kind of have the perfect ending to this story. Uh, we get to spend eternity with him in heaven. So um, not going to worry so much about that uh, but that's a personal aspect of I, I would love to share with you but uh, that is not my uh, business uh, to uh, preach at this moment so um, think about something think like red flags um, what are the red flags and what triggers those red flags and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today um, it's often said that we see with our minds and not necessarily with our eyes so at that point in time, I'm going to ask you whenever you're out and about or when you're sitting at the mall or sitting at a restaurant or walking out to get the mail, what is your mind seeing? Uh, that is the important thing to look at. We're going to look at three parts to our awareness. They are um, kind of like the observations of our surroundings and our environment. Uh, the, the three things we're going to look at are the norms. Uh, what are the norms? What is normal? Normal norms being what is normal. Uh, the second one being intuition, and the third one being understanding. Uh, first off, let's talk about norms a little bit. What is normal for you where you are right now? Uh, if you're in a bank, well, it's obviously it's normal for people to be standing, waiting to get up to the speak to the teller. Uh, it's also normal for people to be speaking to a teller in a normal voice. Um, those kind of things. Um, it is often said that uh, the Secret Service when they are uh, trying to figure out what a counterfeit bill is, is because uh, they are so studious and so aware of what a fake uh, $20 bill is that they can immediately see a fake $20 bill because they're aware of what a true $20 bill looks like. So uh, that's one thing I would mention while you're standing around. Keep looking around. Watch your surroundings. What is the norms? Um, what are the things that you're looking at are they normal? Specify continuous observation of the norms. The more you study the norms, uh, like that Secret Service agent looking for that counterfeit bill, the more you understand what's normal, the faster you will understand what is not normal. Now, everyone has a norm, and norms are affected by the environment, obviously. Um, that's one of the reasons when you travel, uh, not even travel outside the country, but just travel outside of your community, um, Somewhere outside of your community, you feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. Uh, now, here we're in Pittsburgh, and uh, we will note that um, if you're from South Hills and you go to the North Hills, you feel a little uncomfortable. It's not normal uh, being in the North Hills. If you're from the North Hills and you come into the South Hills, things aren't the same as they are at home. And uh, that's just a Pittsburgh North Hills versus South Hills thing, but it is so true. Uh, we will also touch base a little bit on normalcy bias. Um, if you hear or feel something and you think, oh, that's just normal to hear gunshots or that um, that must be a, a backfiring car. Those are normalcy biases. Uh, you're trying to explain what uh, what is going on. One example of that was there was a shooting 
uh, outside of a bar, and uh, two women were having drinks in the bar, and the one woman said to her friend, um, why is somebody kicking the dumpster out back? And I thought that was a great example of normalcy bias. She tried to normalize hearing gunshots by explaining it by somebody kicking a dumpster outside uh, in the back. So you got to be careful of the norms and uh, pay attention to what is indeed normal. Uh, the second one we talked about was intuition. Uh, intuition uh, serves as a, a foundation for your awareness. Uh, once norms are established, well, we, you know, and we just talked about, uh, you're immediately able to recognize the abnormal, um, things that don't fit um, in, in, in that intuition. Um, there's a concept I uh, was taught years back called JDLR, and that stands for just doesn't look right. Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, aspect, and uh, we'll get a little bit more into that as well. It's said that our intuition is uh, is us knowing something is wrong, even if we don't know what it is. Sometimes you'll just have that feeling, something's, uh, something's not kosher in Hooterville, and uh, as my grandfather was, was once uh, known to say, and I'm not sure why, because we're not we don't eat Jewish kosher food, uh, nor do we live in Hooterville. But that's uh, another weird thing that he came up with. So yeah, something's not kosher in Hooterville, or just don't look right. JDLR. Um, there is a concept of a woman's intuition, uh, and believe me, for those uh, guys out there listening, a woman's intuition is probably accurate 99% of the time. Uh, it is said in psychological studies that your first impression of something or somebody is correct 90% of the time, but I will say that a woman's is correct 99% of the time. That means men's is probably correct 80% of the time, so that's why it ends up the, the average comes around about 90% of the time. I love the fact that women have women's intuition, but men don't have men's intuition. Uh, the odd but true aspect of that is men will often say they have... Um, uh, what do they say that uh, the hair on the back of their neck or the other one I've heard is they, they have they have spidey sense uh, and I think they're just trying to be cool because yeah that's just a weird way of looking at it but yeah uh, spidey sense or women's intuition uh, correct about 90% of the time go with it when you feel it don't question it or at least investigate why um, and we'll get into that a little bit more here just now with the third concept the third concept is understanding your understanding of that information that is being fed into you uh, is formed from experience. Uh, it's formed from the senses that you're getting. It's also formed from training. Uh, there are some videos out there on YouTube of people putting a cucumber next to a cat. And uh, yes, it is kind of funny to see, but when a cat turns and sees a cucumber, it jumps. And they couldn't figure out why the cat jumped. Why would it be afraid of a cucumber? Well, it wasn't afraid of a cucumber. It was afraid of something it has never seen before. Uh, and that, obviously, cats don't obviously go around eating cucumbers or seeing cucumbers a lot. So when it sees a cucumber, it jumps up for fear of not, uh, of, of not knowing what it is. Uh, so that's one of those concepts of the understanding, your experience. And uh, training, once again, helps greatly. Uh, and so does your experience of just watching uh, your, and how, how your senses um, respond to the norms of everyday seeing uh, things you see. So when the red flags go up, there's a concept called rapid execution of cognition, or I guess technically it's rapid executive 
cognition. Uh, anyways, when the red flags go up, rapid executive cognition is our ability to make fast, highly accurate assessments uh, based on that limited evidence. And like I said, a, a woman's intuition is much better than a man's, but on average between men and women, it is 90% correct. Uh, this is where also your training pays off. Um, there's an old adage in the army that says you don't rise to your occasion, um, which a lot of guys say, you know, they're trying to he man up and say, oh, if something happens, I'll rise to the occasion. Well, you don't rise to the occasion. You actually drop to your lowest level of training. And that is something that uh, we can hopefully help you with, with Church Emergency Consulting uh, coming in and helping you with some training on situational awareness, on uh, training your ushers and your greeters and your security team on what to look for uh, whenever somebody walks into the building uh, that you're patrolling. Um, there's also another awesome saying that I kind of live by, and that is, if you fail to train, you have done nothing but train to fail. And uh, those are the two things that I really think uh, are most important uh, in your um, church, as well as your business, as well as your dentist, receptionist, as well as your um you know, restaurant, uh, you know, uh, lobby. So some habits uh, for better situational awareness. I'll put in six of them real quick here. Six habits for uh, better situational awareness. Uh, if you are somewhere and you feel uncomfortable, it's critically important that you allow your senses to, to be enhanced, to go to, a, to the next level uh, and pick up all uh, the possible signals that you're getting. If you see something that it's, doesn't seem right, perk up with your ears. See if there's anything that you hear that doesn't sound right either. Um, are you feeling anything? You know, so let all of your senses uh, be exposed um, during that time. So of the six habits, um, let's see. We'll start with number one. Scan left to right. And I will actually say left, right, left. Uh, why is that? Because that's when we were taught to drive uh, by our parents, you know, years ago. When you come to an intersection, you're always taught and uh, to look left, right, left. Why left, right, left? Well, oftentimes objects come faster from the left. Now, that's not a scientific program. I'm saying that from experience. Uh, if you look left and then you look right, oftentimes there's a car coming from your left that you didn't see the first time. Uh, that also pertains to in your life because most of us are right-handed and we do have a tendency to deal to the right a little more so to the left. Um, so I think, what is it, 90, 90%, 92%, 93% people are right-handed? I'm gonna have to go look that up now. Um, put it in the notes down, down below if you uh, are listening to this and you know what percentage of people are right-handed. I think it's 90 or 87 or somewhere around there. So anyways, it's a large number, how about that? With that being said, uh, scan left, right, left. Uh, objects um, and senses uh, that you're picking up on have a tendency to be a little faster on that side you are looking less at. Uh, even right now as I'm sitting uh, recording this, I can see more so peripheral to my right than I can to my left. So those observation skills are keys to situational awareness, uh, and they can be honed. You can actually really be taught and uh, practice those observation skills. Observation skills aren't something that you just have. You really need to work on and train um, to, you know, um, get them perfected a little bit. Uh, if a red flag does go up, ask yourself why. Why? Why is why am I feeling like something's not right? 
Uh, what doesn't look right? Why am I feeling that sense of uh, uneasiness? Uh, scanning also has a secondary benefit also. Uh, if you are scanning the room, which I have a tendency to do, um, that's showing anybody else who is scanning the room for a bad reason, especially if you're in a, a, a soft target area, uh, a church, a bank, um, you know, those kind of areas. If you are in a soft target area, realize that you might not be alone uh, looking around. And by looking around and doing that scanning left, right, left, um, it's going to be a visible deterrent because someone who is uh, looking for a soft target might see that and go, hmm, they're paying attention. I think I'll move on. Uh, that's one thing that uh, I definitely think is kind of a cool thing, uh, that visible deterrent factor. They're going to pick somebody else. They're not going to pick you because you're paying attention. Um, habit number two, um, know that every place has a purpose. Um, if you're at your house, what is the purpose? Eating dinner, watching a hockey game, uh, on TV, uh, having a beverage, um, reading a book. Those are all normal purposed events and activities in a home. If you're in a park, what's normal? You know, jogging. <laughs> All right, maybe not for me. Uh, seeing people jogging, okay, is more normal for me. Um, frisbee throwing or throwing frisbee, which is it? Throwing. Anyways, so playing, someone's playing frisbee. That's a good example of what you're going to see in a park. Um, in a parking lot. You're going to see cars uh, parked. If you're going to, on a roadway, you're going to see cars driving. Um, that is the normal activity for that, uh, that place. If someone is acting in a way that doesn't fit the environment, uh, let's say, let's just use my examples here. Someone's playing Frisbee on the parkway. <laughs> That's not normal. That's not smart either. Uh, but uh, that is definitely not normal. So if, uh, if the environment does not fit the activity or... I guess the other way should be if the activity does not fit the environment, uh, there's a red flag that should go up and you should look into that a little bit more. Um, something might be amiss. Uh, something's not, once again, something's not kosher in Hooterville. Um, something's amiss or at least something needs to be looked into uh, a little bit more. If someone is driving continually around a parking lot, Okay. No, they should be parking their car in a parking lot. Um, it, you know, so if those kind of things you need to pay attention to, and uh, like I said, if nothing else, look into them a little bit more. Uh, habit number three: watch for the watchers. Uh, as I just mentioned before, scan left, right, left. Keep an eye out. Watch. Watch for anybody else who is watching uh, you and watching everybody else. Um, a good friend of mine was a, a Las Vegas police officer, uh, and he once told me the story of his, uh, his people watching whenever he was out on patrol. He said, uh, uh, while watching people in Las Vegas, all the locals, uh, the people who work in Vegas and live in Vegas, they all keep their heads down. And I said, well, what, what do you mean keep your heads down? He said, well, there's people handing out brochures and handouts for – strip joints and weird places, you know, and, and, um, you know, tourist attractions that they want to hand everybody. And uh, those people who look down are those people who are, don't want to make eye contact with anybody and don't want to have to be handed a brochure on some weird, uh, attraction. So, uh, he says, there's always people walking with their head down and he goes, those are the locals. He says, then you see the tourists, the tourists are looking up they're looking around. They're just looking in awe of all the lights. And um, gawking was the term I think he used 
uh, which is, I think, a pretty cool word to describe that. So he's got, they're gawking and they're, they're looking uh, at everything around them. And those are the people um, that the people are looking uh, for. <laughs> they're looking for the people who are looking around um, and they're um, going to avoid the people with their heads down. So you kind of want to be in the middle there. Uh, you want to be um, looking forward, looking around but not in awe and gawking. Um, you don't want to have your head down. You don't want to be on the phone. Um, so you want to keep an eye out on all those other things uh, that are going on around you. So that was a great way of looking at how people act when they are in uh, public. Habit number four. Habit number four is be careful of funnels. Now, uh, there's a concept with, uh, especially in um, tactical events, and uh, police work called the fatal funnel. Uh, and that's kind of what we're talking about, but we're talking about that from a public perspective. Uh, any place that is mandatory to travel, um, that's defined as like a natural choke point um, or a space of some type that you must predictably travel uh, at some point uh, if you were to move through an area. How's that sound? Uh, fatal funnels are like... Um, uh, Walking into an entrance of a of a of a building, um, going to an escalator, an escalator. Everybody funnels into the one section. Uh, those are the kind of concepts that um, can be an environment where you have to concentrate on something particular, like getting in and getting out. And oftentimes, those are where you're very uh, susceptible to attack, simply because uh, most attacks occur in that arrival and departure moments uh, when you're getting in or out of your car, when you're getting in and out of your house, when you're going to the store, uh, your office, uh, your work, uh, the gym. Those are times where you're very susceptible. So those are times where I would say peak your situational awareness up a little bit as you're going in and out of uh, buildings because that's a, a point where, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a funneled technique and it, it can be a fatal funnel. Uh, number five, concept number five or habit number five, I guess we're calling it, uh, know your options. Uh, if you're feeling that you're uh, in, especially in a soft target area, whether that be a, a grocery store or a church or something like that, um, Identify your exits. Uh, sitting in a restaurant, uh, make sure you know where your options are uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I know I used to play games with the kids uh, when they were growing up. Uh, name the exits, uh, and they weren't allowed to have french fries until they could name me at least three exits uh, to the building we were in or to the uh, space we were in. Now, you don't have to stay on high alert. I don't want you to, again, once again, I don't want you to be paranoid, especially after you've established the exits and you've ex ex uh, you've concepted the uh, options of what's going on. Um, it's important to uh, you know to to not stress yourself out, not be paranoid, not be so worried uh, that you're not going to enjoy yourself when you go to Chick Fil A. Enjoy that chicken sandwich, but realize, okay, where's the exits? Uh, once you get figure out where the exits are, if you have to get to them and and where your path is, um, go ahead and enjoy that chicken sandwich. Um, uh, so that's the great thing. I just heard on um, the news today that the state of New York wants to uh, make mandatory that Chick-fil-A is open on Sunday. And uh, I think that's the the wackiest thing I've ever heard, um, that the state wants to mandate that a restaurant open on Sunday. So anyways, that's your top five. Number six, I guess maybe should have been uh, number one. 
because this is something that I, <laughs> I beat into all of my students, and that is put the blasted phone down. You don't need to always be checking your social media. You're not famous. I don't care what that person is saying about uh, where the traffic is and what's going on. And I certainly don't need to know about the cat videos at that very moment. Yes, hey, there's a great time whenever you're sitting in, in, uh, in, in a secure area and you're safe and you know your environment is okay. Pull up your phone, check all the cat videos you want, man. But when you're walking down the street, when you're going to the elevator, uh, when you're going through the airport, when you're going through the store, stay off your phone. Um, especially if you're working in a, a position of being a greeter or an usher or a security person. That phone is the absolute um, worst thing in the world. It, it, it's, 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 it's a tool that we carry every day that has become our worst nightmare for situational awareness. We've all seen those videos of people walking on their phone or watching their phone and uh, walking into a pole or falling into a, a, a fountain or uh, falling in a hole. Uh, that's an example of not being situationally aware. And that's the opposite of what I want you to do. Uh, now, I don't want you to be, you know, doing the army crawl down the road and being paranoid and... and, and walking in a ghillie suit to, to, to make sure no one sees you. I don't want you to be paranoid. I want you to be prepared. Uh, so that's, well, that's a good example. Prepared, not paranoid. Hey, Tom, I think we just found the title of our, of our, uh, of our podcast. Uh, prepared, not uh, paranoid. Uh, so that's our goal here is to uh, get you prepared for uh, 2024 and uh, keep yourself and your family safe. And now, uh, I will recommend once again, if you are looking into 2024 some training, I would highly recommend a company called Church Emergency Consulting. Uh, why? Because if you pull up churchemergency.com and look up the testimonial page, you will find hundreds of, actually I never counted them, I guess there's hundreds. I uh, guess I have to do that again too. You will find a lot of testimonials saying how great the training was. Um, I did training not that long ago uh, at a company. It was a um, oh, it was a manufacturing company. They did uh, computer stuff and uh, they do digital films and things and for um, circuit boards. Anyways, um, I said to the gentleman that, that hired me, I said, my goal here is today is to to not make this fun. I said it's not really fun. I said I want to make it bearable. And uh, so afterwards, I, I finished the class up, and I walked up to him, and I said, well, sir, how did you like the class? He said, it was definitely bearable. Uh, he says, it was, uh, I, I learned a lot, and uh, I also had fun. One of my great testimonials was a woman who worked in a daycare, and she had worked in a daycare for uh, so many years. She was on the third generation of children in one family, which means she had taken care of this child, she had taken care of her mother or father, and she had also taken care of that child's, that person's mother or father. So she'd been in daycare quite a long time. In daycare, you have to have uh, CPR and fire safety, uh, which we both teach, we, we, or we, which we teach both of those, uh, and they have to have it every two years. So I get to know a lot of these people quite a, quite a bit from seeing them every couple of years. So uh, she came up to me and she says, I've been doing this for so many years. And uh, she says, I have to do this every two years. And I have to tell you, uh, even though I have, have taken this class so many times, your class still taught me something new. 
Uh, and she said, your class was not only informative, but it was fun. And that's kind of what I want to teach you guys. Uh, when you're training, you can have fun. You can have a, a great time. We learn a lot, but we also do have a great time. And I do try to make it bearable. So if you're looking for some bearable training, boy, that doesn't sound like a great advertisement, does it? Anyways, if you want training that you need and also is bearable, uh, contact me, Terry Beringer at terry at churchemergency.com. Uh, or you can contact me by phone, also 412-527-3673. We go all over the Northeast United States. And um, we delve a little bit down into the southern states as well. So uh, once again, the website, churchemergency.com. My contact, terry at churchemergency.com. My name is Terry Beringer, and I run Church Emergency Consulting, 412 527 3673. And I will certainly say, uh, have a wonderful 2024. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year's. And uh, let's uh, aim for a situationally aware 2024. Uh, thank you, and have a great day.